Hi, I'm David. And I'm Shay. And you're listening to Board on the Air on CFCR, where we talk about board games and board game-related topics. On tonight's show, we are going to cover the news, what we've been playing, and for our main topic of the day, we're going to talk about light, medium, and heavy games. And what we mean when we say those terms. Yeah, sort of how, how games get categorized for the most part. And also, a new feature on the show... I enjoyed doing the uh, the vocabulary the lesson vocabulary lesson last week. So we are going to add that to every show. We'll probably do two or three words each week and see how smart Shay has become. Yeah. Can you say that word one more time? Vocabulary? Vocabulary? No. Say it again. Vocabulary? There you go. Didn't I say that right? No. Vocabulary. I apologize for Shay in advance. It's been a long day. All right, Shay. Yeah. Have, have you, in the past week, played any games? I have. I've actually played multiple games. Multiple? Multiple games. Only one new one, uh, but multiple games. Cool. Yeah. Um, the one I'll start with, I guess, is the new one, which you actually played with me. Yep. Uh, Ragusa, which we played it at a, at our game store, on fr- local front game store on uh, Friday. Yep. It was kind of a, it was an interesting game. It, it was, yeah, I would say interesting. It's uh, set in the Mediterranean yeah. port of Ragusa. Yeah. And it's like you're, you're placing your, so there's a set amount of turns. You're placing your cities down in these hexagon areas yep. and you're getting resources or basically uh, actions based on where you place it down. So, you know, you got wood, stone, silver, uh, grapes, olives. I think that's all of them. Concrete. Um, I said stone. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then there's the city where you can, you know, get, uh, turn the olives into olive oil, turn the grapes into wine, uh, turn the silver into silver bars, and those get you extra points, basically. There's yeah, the- other things that get you end-of-game scoring in that area, as well as uh, things that let you build walls, which, again, get you victory points. Yeah, you, you start on the outside of the areas to get yourself more resources. Yeah, because you have to have extra resources so you can build, right? It costs yeah. you one wood to build everything, but if you build on the same hexagon, it costs you two and then three, and in the city, you need stone. So you got to kind of make sure you have those resources so you can build. Yeah, and it's different where you're actually paying the resources. You just have to have yeah. access to those resources. Yeah, you, you don't have to... Uh, get rid of them so you always have those resources once you build them up so if you have three you will always have three which i found was kind of fun because it's something you don't then you don't have to focus on yeah and because this game is so quick um or the turns seem to go so quick it's nice to not have to keep going back for resources yeah because there's limited spots to go depending on how many people you can play and it's i believe two to five people we played five yeah and we played five people and you everybody got nine out towns or cities to cities, put down. houses yeah and those cities gave you as she said those actions and you know there was a a little bit of thinkiness mm-hmm. to it but for the most part everything went really quick and i think we were done with the teach and play in under an hour or right around i would hour. say right around an hour yeah yeah it, it wasn't too hard to pick up and it was a nice looking game i don't know if it's one i'd buy necessarily Like, I'd probably play it again if somebody brought it out and said, hey, do you want to play this? It's like, yeah, why not? Um, It was just kind of a, yeah, it was a good game. 
Yeah, it'd be something I would definitely play again because I like the engine building nature of it. Yeah. And I like how quick your turns and stuff were. For I the most part. Like, yeah. You would take an action, and especially on the city actions, and anybody else that was on that hexagon, which is like a Catan square, basically, yeah. got to do an action as well, or that action yeah. as well. So you're up to six people having to do actions where you get to place more things, which can give you more actions. So, yeah, yeah it... it the turns can get a little long in that sense, yeah. but usually they're pretty quick. Yeah, but your decision is fairly quick, and then it's just a matter of going through the bookkeeping, basically. Yeah. Because each each spot you go on gives you a minimum of two things to do, or, or I guess it gives you a minimum of two resources or three actions, basically. Yeah. Because you can get like two fish and two a and an action, or one, yeah. two actions and a fish type thing. Yeah. So it it was a neat little game. Uh. I think it would scale well. Yeah. I don't think you're getting any clunkier just because there's more people. No, I think you'd get much more resources with two people, like with a, a lower amount of people. I think those, you can get up to eight of the resources. And I think with two people, you would definitely be up there. Yeah. I, for the most part, I think the most anybody got was about six. Yeah. I, I think, think I had I've, six wood. I had six of something i had to flip the board over i think i got six six wood as well yeah and yeah it's a, a nice game uh the art's nice the pieces are nothing special although you do have some really cool castle or wall pieces and castles i believe they're called uh yeah castle or yeah i think castles yeah. of some sort they go over top of the little uh Town houses centers, yeah i think they're houses, houses because you're yeah. going into a city so it can't be a city going into city yeah yeah neat game uh, if you get a chance, give her a go. Yeah. Uh, the one I'm going to talk about is the new game for us, which is Castles of Burgundy. And 20th this is, anniversary this edition. This is the 20th anniversary edition. So they added color to it, <laughs> which is always a bonus. Uh, it, it looked amazing when I looked at it. it. Like, it was crazy. It's Yeah, it takes a little bit to get used to because you're used to that uh, brown, brown tone. Yeah. So it, it makes itself look busier on the board. Yeah. It looks like... A colorized black photo, like yeah. <laughs> black and white photo. Yeah, and the little cardboard pieces are a little bit thicker cardboard. You, it's, I, I don't call it a deluxe edition because there's nothing really deluxe about it, but it is the complete edition. So anything that's been released for Castles of Burgundy is in there, and as well as a brand new solo mode, I believe, is what was the new part. Cool. Uh, Castles is a great game. One of your favorites. Uh, I really enjoyed this game from last year. And the 20th edition doesn't take away from that. Uh, I didn't do any of the expansions yet. I'll save that and bring those in. But they're all modular, so you can add any piece. And really, three of them are just more houses or air, or places to place down. Cool. Uh, so a little bit more variety in there. Uh, there's some trade routes and then just different boards. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, Production value, it's a step up, or just based on the color-wise. And yeah. as I say, the thicker cardboard's nice. It was much heavier when we picked it up. Is that because all the expansions? I think all yeah. the expansions and a little bit thicker stock cardboard yeah. in it. And there's, it's all punch boards, right? Like there was 10 punch boards I had to punch out. Yeah. This isn't deluxe in the sense you're getting all these nice minis and stuff like that. You're getting just colored board and it's just a re-release with everything in it yeah there's no like fancy dice or fancy 3d tiles yeah. or anything like that uh some of the tiles were a little bit harder to see because they are tiny yeah but 
for the most part, it was a a good reproduction of the game. Awesome. Anything else you played? Yeah, I we got Champions of Midgard out on the table. Nice. Uh, so I had mentioned I got this one for Christmas, I believe. I probably talked about it on the, sh- on the show in one of our first episodes because it was one of the first ones I played at the game store. Uh, fantastic game. I got it with all the expansions. I definitely recommend if you play this game, at least playing with the Valhalla expansion. Uh, the Dark Mountain is really fun as well. It just adds more monsters to fight. But it's just such a solid game. It, it is a worker placement style, which is hilarious for me saying it's so good. But it's, it's a hybrid, though, because you are uh, yeah. chucking a lot of dice in that game. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of dice rolling, but also you, you choose your actions by placing your workers out. So you place your workers and you can do immediate actions, which usually get you things such as like a dice or food or a card um, or allows you to buy something. Or you go to fight monsters, which you do after all of the workers are out you do it in order yeah there's some instantaneous actions and then there you go to the fighting spaces and you allocate your dice to those spaces you choose which dice go where because you collect dice and those are your vikings your warriors there's different types with uh different symbols on them and yeah you say which dice go where and then you go in order of a certain type of monsters usually it's trolls and then um Droggers and then the monsters. And if you have the expansions, you go up there next. Um, and then you roll the dice. And yeah. you just have to beat the amount of uh, attack that they have without losing all of your dice. And losing your dice is the reason um, that we agreed the Valhalla expansion is really helpful. In the base game, if you lose your dice, uh, they just go away. You don't get anything for it. You just you beat the monster, but now you have no dice. In... With the Valhalla expansion, when you lose your dice, you get these sacrifice tokens, which allow you to buy other cards, which will give you bonuses or actually defeat other monsters if you get enough of them. Yeah, the Valhalla gods or something like um, that. There's um, Valkyrie Blessings. Valkyrie Blessings. And then, yeah, the monsters. I don't remember what they called them. but Yeah, uh, yeah so this is one of the first games I played when we first started going to our friendly local game store for Friday Night Games. Yep. Uh, and we had just played the base game, and it was okay. Mm-hmm. It wasn't anything that stood out to me, but everybody had talked about how much the expansions add to this game and make it a better game. Yeah. And I totally agree. Absolutely. Uh, I had so much fun playing this game. I actually won a game. You did. I got second. I was pretty pumped about that. Yeah. Uh, but it just works. And they. Yeah. The expansions don't add any additional complexity by no. any means. No way. But they make the game better. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And this, your mom was the first time she had played it. Mm-hmm. We brought in all the expansions and we explained the game to her. And she's like, that's it? Yeah. And it's we got super right easy. into playing. Yeah. It, it's not a hard game to learn, but it's so cool. I Like the, the board itself and the artwork and the, the theme to the game not that there's a story, but just the idea that they're rolling with, like the victory points are glory and you got, uh, you know, the different Vikings, like berserkers and stuff and archers. It's just so good. I love it. I love the different dice. Um, it is huge. <laughs> it takes up a lot of the table. With uh, the expansions, there's the main board, which is a, a decent a size already. Board. Yeah. Plus two smaller boards or three smaller boards three that go outside boards. of that. So yeah, it is a bit of a table hog. And and six piles of dice. And six piles of dice. Luckily, your home board is not that big. Yep. 
so it does fit on a normal. Yeah, we made it work on our table. table, And you're never building anything in front of you because your board holds your dice. So you don't have to worry too much about running out of space. Um, That being said, I did order the neoprene mat for it that has spaces for all of the expansions and everything on it. And it's going to be awesome. (laughs) To me, this is one of those boards where it or these neoprene mats that incorporates all the expansions and stuff, but makes it in a streamlined form that is worthwhile definitely like a mat that just copies the board to me doesn't do anything for me no it has to like make it better and yeah. i i do like the idea of sticking all the expansions on it well um, i don't think we'll ever play the game without the expansions never it's way better yeah. with them yeah okay you are listening to board on the air i'm david and i am shay and you are listening to cfcr you did you not say that I think where I just said you're listening to Board on the Air. Right? Okay, perfect. We're nailing this one, really. We really are crushing it. So, Shay, yeah. three words of the day before we get into our main topic of the news. Do I get them a prize if I get them right? Probably not. Oh, darn. Okay, what's a 4X game? Oh, gosh. Um, well, an 18X is a train-style game, so is a 4X a car? No, 4X is like a Twilight Imperium type game they're called uh, 4x because you explore expand expand exploit and exterminate ah so dudes on a map type game yeah which you're sort of a civilization type game they call it a 4x game if you're doing those type of movement or actions okay a game with hidden movement is what uh is that a social deduction at all no i think scotland yard uh, I've never played. Okay. Fury of Dracula? Uh, I don't think I've played that either. Okay. So basically, <laughs> it's a game where one person is moving around the map. Oh, that's what you mean. I thought yeah. you were looking for a word. No. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So hidden hidden movement is where you have somebody moving around the board, but you like don't actually know where they are. Yeah. 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 That's exactly it. Okay. Last one. If the game... If you're playing a game and you have perfect information... What does that mean? Perfect information. Yes. One one of the mechanisms is perfect information. um, You know everything that's going on? Yeah, but you know what everybody has. Oh, okay. So everybody's cards are on the table. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Nobody has anything hidden from you. There's no hidden goals or anything like that. Nobody can hide how much money they have. You, You know exactly what's going on, and it just is up to you playing better than the next person. Right. Okay, so that's our glossary terms of the day. Woohoo. News for us this week is Funko Pops announced three expansions. Oh, yeah. They look cool. Uh, Jurassic Park is actually getting a full four-player one and a two-player add-on. And Golden Girls, the second two Golden Girls. And then there's a anime... Oh, I saw that. I recognized the anime, too, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah, it was too hard for me to pronounced so i didn't write it down yeah i actually want the jurassic park one like i think i've been looking at funko pop but i'm like i already have so many dc pop pop figures like do i need a third bat girl yeah and like you know i don't really want the golden girls one um so oh and the harry potter it's like i already have so many harry potter figures i think jurassic park would be really cool might be your jumping on point yeah uh fleet the dice game this is a roll and write that we really improve alike oh yeah i got to play that this week too yes, it was really did. fun uh it's getting an expansion uh pre-order is going to come in march delivery december time frame 
you can get it as the standalone expansion, which is a second or a, a third pad, basically. And if you don't use your dice for one of the actions, actions, you get to do something on this. And it has six or seven buildings that give you special actions. Oh, neat. And the other option is to get it as one one game. So everything comes together. Sweet. That actually is nice that they're offering it at the same time. Yeah, it's a nice touch. Uh, hopefully one isn't harder to get than the other. Yeah. <laughs> Villainous. Yes. Another An- expansion. Another expansion. This this one actually looks really cool. Uh, the three bad guys in this one are Cruella de Vil, mm-hmm. Mother Gothel, mm-hmm. and Pete from Steamboat Willie. They always throw one in that you're just kind of like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but, so the Cruella de Vil figure is... One half's black, one ha- bl- one half's white. Cool. It looks really sweet. And Pete, because he's from Steamboat Willie, his whole board is in black and white. Oh, that's clever. It, it's it's pretty well thought out. That's nice. I like little things like that. Honestly, again, I want to play this game more. I feel like playing it with some of the expansions could be fun because then you have like many different characters. Um, yeah, I want to play this again. I know I ha- didn't have a great time the first time, but I want to try it with a different character. Well, there's that, and it it does suffer from that Munchkin aspect of somebody's gonna win, get them. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I'm I'm curious if any of the characters alleviate that or any of the uh, variants. Yeah. Asmodee has purchased Repos. Uh, Repos is the company that makes Seven Wonders and Just One. Okay. So they're a French designer firm and. Asmodee buys everybody in Europe, so... Yeah. What does Asmodee make mainly? Like, them themselves? Asmodee themselves? Oh, I'm trying to think. I don't know if they have a main game themselves. Okay, but they, they just bought everybody. They own Fantasy Flight. They okay, own Days yeah. of Wonder. They own a lot. They're the biggest yeah. board game company in the world. Gotcha, but that's because they bought everybody else. That's uh, Yeah, they went on a buying spree and just kept buying, yeah. right? Plus, they are a big distributor. Yeah. Uh, Warhammer 40k. So this is the miniatures game that you see being played at some of the local game shops. Mm -hmm. Uh, People buy their figures, paint them, make a war band and fight. They are coming to Target. What? Yeah. (laughs) That's what I said when I read that. Okay. Uh, Target has made a big push on board games in the last year specifically. And... I see pictures of Target down in the States and it looks like your friendly game store. Some of the games they, or most of the games they have on the wall. To a point, I went to a Target and yes, some of them it's like, oh yeah, that's a good game. That's a good game. And other ones it's like, that isn't a game. That's not a game. So they they still have their board game shaped objects. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Last piece, Rocket Man. Rocket Men. Has mm-hmm. come to Kickstarter. This is the new Martin Wallace game. And I like my Martin Wallace games. So looks like you build a spaceship, mm-hmm. launch it if you have the right engine, and your cards cost money to spend or to place them down. It looks interesting. Uh, I'll check it out. I'm not going to back this one by any means. Yeah. But it is Martin Wallace. So I have high hopes for it. Yeah. All I want is a rocket, like a game where you build a rocket ship and you actually have plastic pieces that you build up into a rocket ship, like Santorini style. It'd be great. I would say the closest to that would be Starfarers of Catan, because you do have this monster rocket piece that you're adding missiles and stuff to. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Or Forbidden Sky, Mm -hmm. where you're building the uh, circuit around it. 
And once you put it, you complete the circuit, it goes beep, beep, beep. It takes off. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's one we'll have to try at your uncle's because he bought it for his kids. Perfect. <laughs> and they, for last time I talked to him, they hadn't won yet. <laughs> okay, so tonight's main topic is... What we mean when we say light, medium, and heavy games and kind of what some examples of that is. Yeah, basically, you know, games get categorized. Yeah. You know, and they're, they're categorized by either what type of game it is mm-hmm. or by weight. the weight. Yeah. Board Game Geek is where I think this kind of is more obvious and kind of probably where it came from because uh, one of their ratings is the weight of the game. Yeah, so they have a overall ranking, mm-hmm. and then they have a weight, which is between zero and five. Yeah. The closer to five you get, the heavier it is. Yes. And by heavier, we mean more complex, more thinky. Yeah, longer usually. Sometimes longer. Yeah. It doesn't I have to be. I find those things, though, they they're kind of are interconnected. Some of the more complex games are usually longer, and so it, it follows along. Yeah, or... You know, there are heavy games that aren't that long, but you're limited on, on your movements yeah. or your turns. So there, it takes a lot more work to get that game going. So yes. if you misstep in the beginning, your game's almost shot, right? Yeah. So yeah, so heavier games are your Twilight Imperiums, mm-hmm. your Brass Lancashire, yeah. and Brass Birmingham. Uh, Feast for Odin is one that I just got that I would consider a heavier game because, you know, you start out, you have 61 spots to go to or you can go to. Which one do you choose? Yeah, that's a a lot of areas. (laughs) It's a lot of thinkiness to it. You know, for me, I find these games really rewarding when they click for me. Yeah. I can also find them very frustrating when they don't. That's that's the thing is I have a love-hate relationship with the heavier style games. Sometimes, like, if, if I'm in the mood, they're pretty fun. Um, but, again, with that thing of them being a little longer, right? It's, like, it's a little more than what I usually want to put into my gaming experience. Um, so, sometimes I'll play one or two. But, usually, I go more for the medium-weight, lightweight games. Yeah, we, we haven't introduced you to too many heavy No, heavy I games. do want to try Brass. That Brass. does look good. Brass is a um, very good game. Uh, one series of games that I got into this year were, uh, the Vital Lacerda games. Mm-hmm. He's the designer. Ian O'Toole does all the art. They are thinky. You're sitting there and it's this brain puzzle and sometimes it clicks, sometimes it yep. doesn't. I've enjoyed all my experiences. Some are more frustrating than others because it's, you play it once. That's not enough to figure out how to play these games, right? Yeah. Especially the gallerist I found was... You know, how do I get this? Okay, I got to do this to get that. Well, how do I do get that to do get that? Right? Yeah. And you're just going, you're reverse engineering every turn. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of heavyweight games can lead to analysis paralysis. Yeah. And like, I think that's the thing is I do like games where I have to think five steps in advance and I can make that plan, right? But it's kind of sucks sometimes playing the first one because you make a mistake and then you realize, man, that just like screwed my entire game over. Some of, some of the heavy games can be very punishing. Yeah. Right? So medium weight games. Yeah. One of my favorite areas is medium to heavyweight. This is yeah. where we would probably, I would say, we play the most. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, medium weight's going to be kind of like 
I think the more complex designer games without going to the, you know, four hour super heavy style, right? Like, is not Catan. No, it's, yeah. it's past, past, <laughs> past Catan, Catan for sure. Um, I would put stuff like Champions of Midgard right in the middle of the medium weight. I'd say medium heavy, right? Like, I'd say it's closer to I medium than heavy. I would say medium heavy. light. A oh, medium light, Honestly, okay. I, I, I put it on a similar weight as a Lords of Waterdeep. Okay. And just, just past that Stone Age. Because you're able to teach it in that's true. 20 minutes. So how, like, that's how you classify it? Because, so I classify it a little bit on, like, the game, like, how long it takes and how hard it was to learn, but also by how big it is and how many things there yeah, are. And, and I think that's the thing is that everybody classifies their games differently. And what I've found over the last year is as I've played more and more and more games yeah. and, and, and different types of games my weight scale on a game has changed a lot. It's true. Like, what, two years ago, I would have thought Champions of Midgard is a heavyweight game. Yeah. And now I'm like, mm, it's medium. Honestly, the first time I played Champions of Midgard, I struggled with it, yeah. right? It, yes, it was only the base game, and there wasn't the additional components. But I did not do well. Every, yeah. Everybody else was in the you know 50-plus points, and I was in the 10 to 20 points. Yeah. Right? But after playing it the other night, I went over 100 points. Right? Yeah, we all got over, other than Jordan. <laughs> yeah, other than Jordan, who we crushed. We, we crushed him a little bit. Yeah, but, he had uh, one bad roll and had a hard time recovering. From yeah. It. So, so it's, you know, it, it seemed a lot lighter now. Yes. Right? I would, I would still put in the medium weight. What would you consider like a, a true medium weight game? A true medium weight game, I would say Raiders of the North Sea. Yep. Architects of the West Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Uh... Oh, it's a cryptid. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, cryptid. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, was ones that I would classify as a solid medium weight. Yeah. So in that, uh, if you're looking at BGG, that three to three point five range. Yeah. You know, two point five to three point five, somewhere in there. Yeah, I'd say it's it's a game that usually has like more than a couple me mechanisms in it. You know, it's not based all around one mechanism there's a few things going on that you have to work around yeah and that's exactly it you know you're not it's not as straightforward okay Light lightweight games. games these are the easy ones the ones you use usually gateway games yeah. the ones you use to bring people into a designer board game Catan, seven wonders carcassonne century spice road azul you know a lot of these games have one mechanic to them yeah and you're able to teach that mechanic uh, which leads into the games that have the multiple ones, right? Yeah. This, this is where everybody starts. Everybody starts with these yeah. games. There's new ones now, but I guarantee you nobody jumps right to a mid-weight game. Yeah, there, there's <laughs> your classic lightweight games or entry-level games that everybody goes to. Yep. But those games are being replaced with some of the newer stuff. Definitely. Right? Like everybody talks about Azul as your a lot of people start with entry-level game now your lightweight game because yeah. it's it's a simple mechanic it's simple to teach mm -hmm. you know the second and third ones have added a little bit more to it but this is a prime example of your gateway slash lightweight game yeah you know okay so there's a cla question for you this just popped yeah. in my head where would you put chess Oh boy, uh, heavy for me. Yeah. It, I 
have never understood chess or how it works and it's it's to me it's just mind-boggling how people have moves like they have plans for a game that is completely reactionary i have no idea how it works so i i put it in at least medium heavy i i, I would go with heavy as well yeah. it's it's to me that's what it is because people have strategies people have set movements and yep. stuff to this game and there's books upon books upon books written about yeah, this Yeah, it's book. ridiculous. <laughs> I was just curious. I that, popped in my head. That is a good question because it's, yeah. it's not what we would think of as like a, a multi-dimensional game, right? But it really is. <laughs> it, it, it definitely is, yeah. So that's some of the examples that I have for yeah. you know medium weight, heavyweight, and, and, and how they get categorized. Yeah, right? and considering we throw the words out around a lot, I think it's good that we clarify a little bit what we mean on that. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I'm David. And I'm Shay. And you've been listening to Board on the Air on CFCR. I'm David. And I'm Shay. And we'll talk to you next week. Have a good night.